Nora Speaks is a weekly podcast that tugs at the soul and consciousness of the Black community. With show topics such as youth empowerment, education, women's impact, and civic engagement, Nora Speaks challenges the listener to not only join the movement, but be the movement. On the show, you'll learn from insightful guests who have demonstrated capacity in these fields and more, and I'm your host, Nora Muhammad. Welcome to the show. Welcome back. Welcome back to another episode of the Nora Speaks podcast. And I am your host, Nora Muhammad. Uh, You know, remember the goal of the Nora Speaks podcast is to share information, ideas, thoughts, and activities that can improve our community, improve our community, make them safer, um, support our children, support our families, um, and encourage our people to be engaged, civically engaged, um, politically engaged in your community, um, engaged uh, recreationally with our um, children, our families, our seniors, you know, just be involved. And that involvement does not always um, look the same. It, it doesn't need to look the same. You know, all of our engagement can be different and unique. Uh, we all have varied interests and strengths and access uh, and time, <laughs> time constraints for that matter. You know, but there's some way, somehow, we can all be engaged. That engagement could just be someone that's keeping an eye out on your neighbor's house, um, letting, you know, your, your your block know what you're seeing, the trends, the things to be concerned about, uh, being in touch with law enforcement. You could be somebody that's a volunteer coach on the softball team or um, on the track team, or, you know, you could be a volunteer in the schools. You can go in and you can read to kindergartners. Um, you can... Uh, uh, help seniors in their bowling leagues, right? Um, uh, you know, have art workshops, host art workshops. There's so many different ways that we can be involved in our community. And I just encourage listeners to the Nora Speaks podcast to be involved and to be engaged. Um, you know, we rely on us. We should rely on us uh, to make our communities healthy, safe, and um, and in good places for all of us, because we all need to be there. So I hope that you are engaged in your community. I know I love the engagement that I have in my community. And this this week's episode, uh, I titled it Can't Get It Back. And I'm talking about our children and um, their, uh, their personal peace, their personal sanctity, their personal security. As parents, relatives, teachers, coaches, we are responsible. We are responsible for the safety of our children and preserving their innocence. Although I don't really, really like using the term innocence. And the reason I don't, I don't like using the term innocence is because when a child is, is, is violated or hurt or harmed in some way, I don't mean to imply that they in somehow are responsible for what's happened or that they're somehow soiled or spoiled. So, you know, the the term innocence is the commonly used term, uh, but for this podcast, I'll use the word peace. So we are responsible for preserving the peace of our children, of our young people. And quite frankly, we can be surprised uh, at with who 
amongst us is a child predator. And the child predator could be somebody that we trust, could be somebody that we respect, and someone that we may frequently expose our children to. When we when we talk about uh, human trafficking, for example, you know, those of us who saw the movie Taken, uh, part one, and I think part two, part three, but when we saw that movie Taken, the the those individuals that were um, involved in the trafficking were uh, Eastern Europeans, right? I mean, they, you know, they they looked <laughs> like they were up to something. They looked like people who are up to no good. And often when we're talking to our young people about stranger danger, or we ourselves are, you know, uh, uh, combing the horizon for anyone that might uh, be someone we should protect our children from, usually we're looking for a type. We're looking for someone that fits that model in our minds of who a child predator might look like. And I mean, certainly there has been a prototype that has been kind of fed to us, right? Of the person, you know, the the single man that's hanging out at the park, right? The 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 person that is wearing, you know, the the dirty clothes where they have the baseball cap down low <laughs> over their eyes and trying to, you know, in some some way conceal their identity, you know, that odd-looking individual, and usually a male, usually a male. Um, however, child predators can be anybody they could be the best dressed they could be the most uh well-spoken they could be the most popular they could be the person that is um the most respected in a community you know child predators are not just the creepy neighbor the weird uncle or that leering member of clergy they can be uh, the respectable community leader. They could be the good cousin that gets all the uh, gets gets all the good grades. That's you know the uh, uh, best behaved one in the family. And the child predator can also be a parent's best friend. And we just quite simply cannot rule anyone out. And this isn't a message to you that <laughs> this isn't a message to you that I want you to um be paranoid this this is not um I'm, I'm, i do not want to alarm you i i do not want to make you paranoid however i want to make you aware and i want you to be vigilant uh, when it comes to our children because once our children are violated we can't get that time back we can't get that time back our our children's peace has been broken, our children's sovereignty of their own bodies has been violated. We just can't get it back. And since we can't get it back, it is our responsibility and it is uh, incumbent upon us that we do everything we can to protect them. And part of the protection begins with having the knowledge, the knowledge that the child predator isn't just the weirdo, right? The child predator could be the person that we're linking our child up with a mentorship, um, I, I think about uh, uh, Jerry Sandusky and the Penn State scandal. People respected him. People uh, thought very, very highly of him. And even after, even after it was suspected, even after people witnessed his abuse, they still kept silent. 
because of who he was. And so it's horrible. It's horrible. And then that makes us all complicit, right? And so since we can't necessarily rule somebody out, we can take steps that protect our children. One is we can uh, be open with our children and listen to our children. If our child expresses that he or she is uncomfortable around a certain cousin, around a certain uncle, around a certain aunt, around a certain coach, around a certain mentor, around a certain teacher, don't dismiss your child. We can't dismiss our children. Um, allow them to express themselves, hear them out. Uh, children have intuition as well. And just because we might be enamored or enraptured with somebody, we might think somebody is pretty great. Let's listen to what our children have to say about that person. Right. And, and it's not that because our children are uncomfortable, then we have to point our finger and, and, and yell that this person is a predator or is a demon. No, we don't have to do that. But if our children alert us to the fact that they're uncomfortable with somebody, let's respect our children enough to honor them and to take steps to make our children be more comfortable. Right. So one, let's listen to our children. Let's create uh, a foundation where our children are comfortable coming to us, talking to us. Um, tell our children, let them know that um, they should pay attention to how they think and, and to how they feel. If something feels off, leave, run away, call me. You know, children comply with adults who are in authority because we train them to. Because we teach them, this is your teacher, you listen to your teacher. This is your coach, you listen to your coach. This is the bishop, so you listen to the bishop, right? This is your babysitter, so you listen to the babysitter. However, we have to also let our children know that there are parameters to this. And if in some way that person is making you uncomfortable, you contact me, you leave, you remove yourself. We, our children cannot be so fearful of the consequences of disobedience that they comply with someone that we all find out later uh, was preying on our children um, because we cannot get it back. So talk to our children, let them know that they should listen to themselves um, and set a foundation where we do everything to let our children know you can come to us. You know, there are some things that we have to parent you on. However, you know, some, I have to tell you when it's time to go to bed. I have to tell you that I have to take your phone because uh, you weren't doing your homework. I mean, that's part of parenting. But we also need to let our children know that they can trust us and they can come to us. Um, so that's one thing. You know, there's also uh, us encouraging our children to hug uncle so-and-so or to go go let aunt so-and-so give them a kiss. Mm. If our children aren't comfortable with that, eh. and, and, and then, you know, we shouldn't just encourage everybody to be touching on our children. Everybody to be kissing and hugging and touching our children and having our children sitting on people's laps and, 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 and being in private spaces with people. We shouldn't do that. We shouldn't give people access uh, to our children um, because it only takes a moment. And the way that predators know how to groom children, they will have our child complying with them and the wicked evil activity that they are, are um, 
are, are bringing our children to participate in. So we have to be very, very careful with who we give access to and the kind of access. Again, our children shouldn't be sitting on people's laps. And, you know, it, it is my belief that our daughters shouldn't be sitting on any man's lap. Our boys, in fact, shouldn't just be sitting on people's laps. You know, we have to uh, respect boundaries. And, and often when our children are young, we um, tear up and pull down uh, the boundaries that would be natural. Um, but because we want to uh, let uncle so-and-so know that he's loved, let him go and hug and kiss <laughs> and on our daughters, we, we, we shouldn't be doing that. Um, so let's understand that we should establish boundaries and we should encourage our children to know that their boundaries should be uh, respected. Um, so, you know, there, there's, there's much that we can do to preserve the peace of our children and let them to every extent possible have a, a, a wonderful childhood, not a childhood that they have to recover from, not a childhood that causes them to question uh, why me? Or am I bad? Or am I wrong? Because I allowed this to happen? What did I do to cause this? Now we have our children questioning themselves. And uh, it could it could take a lifetime for someone to overcome um, the trauma of an adverse childhood experience. So to every extent possible, um, let's protect our children. And as parents, there's no place our child should be that we shouldn't be allowed to go, right? I don't care if that's a dentist's office, a doctor's office, um, a locker room, uh, <laughs> a sleepover. There's nowhere that our children should go that we shouldn't be allowed to be. Um, and then since I did mention sleepover, I do discourage those as well. Because often sleepover is where our children are introduced to behavior or our children are vulnerable to people who have deviant behaviors and they have that opportunity to prey on our children. Uh, you watch the news, you listen to the news. The audience of Nora Speaks is a pretty informed audience. So you understand what's happening. You know what I'm talking about. People use opportunities to prey on our children. And sometimes without thinking, we're, um, you know, we are the creators of those opportunities. So since we can't get it back, let's do everything we can to protect the peace of our children. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Nora Speaks podcast. Until next time, stay in peace. We were brought here as a piece of property. And to keep that piece of property, uh, uh, it is to not allow the property to know uh, the value of the property. What I mean by that, uh, if you had known the history of yourself, you would not have been made a slave. And uh, you won't be a slave now if you have a knowledge of yourself. It's hard to enslave a person that have equal knowledge with you. You just can't do it. And so this knowledge of yourself is the thing that will free you from what you have been suffering from. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Norris Beast Podcast. Be on the lookout for a new episode coming at you fresh next week. And as always, if you want to learn more about me and the work that I do, visit my website, noramohammed.com. Or if you have a listener question, email me at info at 
You can also follow the Nora Speaks podcast on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Nora Speaks Podcast. I'll be sure to include links in the show notes. If this show has value to you, please subscribe, rate, and review, and share it with family and friends. And be sure to check out previous episodes. And remember, don't just join the movement, be the movement. Stay in peace.